0: Awesome.
1: This is the most alcoholic sour I've ever seen in my entire well, we
0: life. Got it. 7%! You're going to be just not drunk at all during recording now.
1: Okay. All sours are like 3.5. Yeah. That's ridiculous.
0: Smells like hops. Tastes like sour.
1: What? Cheers. We never cheers. First. That's a first. You want it that close to the pole?
0: I want it closer to us. Because we got to talk up. Because people say we're quiet.
1: They say you're quiet. You're quiet. Your voice matches a car. Ambient noise.
0: As loud as a car.
1: No, it's just the same pitch.
0: No, I'm as loud as a car.
1: You sound like tires.
0: I think that's the nicest person in things i know ever said. <laughs>
1: I think that's the nicest personing thing anyone has ever said. <laughs> you should. You sure you haven't had one of those yet?
0: Yeah, I did. Take, just take a shot.
1: Um, I had something to say. Yeah, I got mad at the gym to in the gym today. Um. So today was back and and chest day because we're bros.
0: Even though I think there was like a bro schedule we're not following.
1: I know there is. Yesterday was leg day. I saw it.
0: Well, we did legs yesterday. Yeah,
1: so maybe we are following the bro schedule. But there's the assisted chin-up and dip machine. And for some reason at the gym we go to, everyone uses it like it's some kind of leg press.
0: I mean, it does work as that. I get it, but it's still
1: it. stupid. I hate it. It's like a pet peeve of mine. But this guy used it as such with his dirty sneakers, which I don't like it when people use, wear dirty shoes to the gym. And then he didn't clean it off, so I went to go use it as an actual pull-up machine, and it was covered in mud, and I was really upset about it. And now I'm drinking away my anger. What are you drinking? <sighs> I don't need to sound disappointed. I'm drinking the same Glutenberg beer I had before. What about you? You have something fun that we've already talked about a little bit.
0: Victory Juice Boost. Dry Hop Sour. And I was trying to see where Victory is from, and Victory is from Downington, Pennsylvania.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Shout out to all zero of you listening to Pennsylvania right now.
1: We're calling you out. I went to school in Pennsylvania for a bit, and still nobody from Pennsylvania listens to us. So I feel I feel sad about that, because I know a lot of them still live in like Pittsburgh and stuff.
0: Ooh. There's a sticker or a, a label on this called "It's got Tang Thang."
1: Do you like it? That Is it a Tang good one?
0: Tang to Tang Thang Thang. Yeah, it's a good one.
1: Juice boost sounds like something you would drink like for immunity. So if you feel like you're getting sick, you should probably just chug those beers.
0: I don't know. It contains lactose. I don't know what you they use to, uh...
1: Like what, fruit?
0: Yeah, just says tropical fruit.
1: Tropical fruit, you know. Generic.
0: Well, the brewmaster's name is, uh, Brew... or Brew. Bill Ron.
1: Bill Ron? Like, He's got two first names.
0: Like Ricky Bobby.
1: Or anybody with two first names yeah
0: for whatever reason when you say ricky bobby you got to say it with a slight southern drawl
1: i have no idea who you're talking about
0: talladega knights
1: is that that movie with will ferrell yeah yeah i i didn't watch that ricky bobby i did not watch that um do you have any fun topics to talk about hear anything interesting on the radio have any fun facts
0: no, um...
1: Oh, maybe we should mention... Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: My only fun thing is that Game of Thrones started again. And it's going to last for all of a month and two weeks.
1: How was that Amagang beer, by the way?
0: Good. Give it like
1: uh 4.75. 4.75 out of 5? Yeah. That's like one of your... Is that your highest rated beer? It's probably it up be. there. What kind of beer was it?
0: A Russian... or I think it was a Russian Imperial Stout.
1: Wow.
0: 11%. And that's the uh, night that I asked you how does alcohol work?
1: Oh, my gosh. I'm getting all these texts from Alex because I work the night shift. And he's like, well, but how does ABV work? Like, how much alcohol am I having? And I'm thinking to myself, like, what is going on with this kid? And you're like, I feel so much more buzzed than I feel like I should the be. The night
0: before, we drank a lot with Francis's sister. Yeah. And I did not feel No, I didn't either.
1: I didn't feel it at all.
0: As when I consumed one bottle of 11 percent beer
1: it was so funny though because this was like 30 minutes of you really trying to figure out how much exactly you were consuming and
0: well i'm just wondering how it actually is measured like what is and it just ends up being number of alcohol milliliters in 100 milliliters of a solution
1: yeah i don't know
0: so I was just trying to figure out how much alcohol did I actually drink drinking 11% beer.
1: It was very entertaining from my end. But also you expected me to know more math than I did. And I was like at work and I'm like, I can't, I can't be doing this. I can't think about this. I don't know. It was funny. I heard that that episode was disappointing.
0: Oh yeah. They're like the opening, apparently George Lucas directed part of it. Pretty sure it was George Lucas.
1: I read that somewhere.
0: Um, opening was like solid five minutes of people just like marching through the snow
1: i heard that it was disappointing because the whole episode was them just setting themselves up for better episodes and yeah
0: i mean that's definitely what they're doing it's just like there's like five minutes of the marching through the snow there's a five minute like dragon riding scene nice and the entire time you're just sitting there like there's only like six episodes in this entire and this season This is how you're doing we're wasting 10 minutes of this doing On nothing dragon.
1: yeah that's funny yeah i don't watch game of thrones Oh well.
0: You want to share one of those memes that go around on Facebook, like I'm one, the one percent of the population that's never seen an episode of Game of Thrones.
1: You're calling your sister out. She posted that.
0: Yeah, I don't know if she listens to us or not.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll find out. Um, what I was gonna say, which, she won't
0: text me anyway. So,
1: <laughs> what I was gonna say, which is significantly less entertaining, is I just wanted to say, you know, we. Feel sad and feel for people who live in France who watched Notre Dame burning, and we watched it happen. And we love our French listeners. And I've been to Paris and loved the cathedral. So, just wanted to say sorry, <laughs> sorry about your church.
0: It'll be rebuilt pretty quickly. Really, apparently, I'm really
1: eloquent thanks to the people of Assassin's Creed.
0: Yep, and all the other billionaires in the world that have donated money immediately.
1: But, I mean, even though I didn't say that right, like, it's sad, and just, we understand that it's a big landmark for you guys, so, and for the world. So, yeah, that was tragic. But, yeah, I mean, at least it was a, like, a building and not people, you know? Nobody got hurt that I know of. Yeah. Except maybe Quasimodo.
0: He's been dead for like 500 years. You don't know. When, when did that even take place? In like the well, 16th yeah, century? Yeah, but
1: you don't know. He could be a mythical creature. I know he was just supposedly a, like a human born baby, but maybe he's some kind of immortal being and he's become part of the castle or something.
0: Like a castle. Gar- what do you mean like a gargoyle?
1: No, like but like he's like show? living off of the cathedral's energy and he's just immortal. You don't know. Do you have a good one? I ask this every week. I need to get a new question.
0: I have a good one, despite my notes being uh, not great, according to you. I, I never have, said they weren't great. I don't have great. fancy headings. And
1: oh, well, and just because I have headings, I never said yours weren't great.
0: Now I got headings.
1: Oh, you do? Anyway. Oh, my <sighs> gosh.
0: Yeah, it's burpee.
1: Why is yours so much burpier?
0: It's always burpy. It's the nerves. I think
1: it's just you. The nerves? Yeah. You're nervous?
0: Always. Really? I hate public speaking.
1: This is not public speaking. Oh, well,
0: it's very much public speaking.
1: You get nervous?
0: Most times, that's why I drink alcohol. That's why I just also took a shot of Jameson. Oh
1: my gosh, who knew?
0: Also because I just wanted to feel feisty.
1: Wait, but what happens when we become rich and famous and we go on tour? You're going to just vomit and die? Are you going to... Just not come out on stage?
0: Just be incoherent and inebriated.
1: Mm-mm. That's not classy.
0: Beer gut and...
1: Oh, God. No. Wait, so when did we give up the gym in this scenario? Hawaiian shirts. When did we give up the gym in this scenario? You
0: can't go to the gym if you're traveling the world.
1: Oh, yes, we can. Hotels have gyms.
0: They're not very good, uh, based on the uh, Best Western in Shelby, Montana.
1: But we can make it work. Alright, tell me a story.
0: So, 2002, you know, back in the day, 2002, 16 years ago, you were like 34.
1: Was I 34? 35. (laughs) 2002, okay. Uh huh.
0: The uh, police in California are investigating the disappearance of Yoon Soon Joon, professional chemist. She'd been missing for about four months. And in looking for her, they've gone so far as to question her common law husband, which I really still don't understand common law.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I don't either. I, I, At first, I thought it had something to do with being gay. But then... It's just like that was people when I accept was like,
0: you as being married even though you're not actually married.
1: Which is when I first heard about it was before marriage was legal. Yeah. And they, like, filed for, I don't know. But then, I don't know.
0: Yeah, in my Wikipedia. I think
1: it has something to do with tax breaks and stuff.
0: Looking at it also, it's like, common law marriages are, like, when you're, quote-unquote, married, but not actually married under common law. It's like, why even call it common law? I don't know. Whatever. Um,
1: People are probably going to be like, you stupid idiots. It has nothing to do with being gay. And also, like, why don't you know? But it's fine.
0: So, they're looking for Yoon Soon. And they question her common law husband, Larry Vanner um police would later learn this is one of near half a dozen aliases this guy uses He
1: sounds like someone who would come to your house to install a cable
0: Larry Vanner He was like a general handyman electrician kind knew of it. dude
1: knew it knew it knew it knew it knew it, knew it. He's um, got a he's got a repairman name
0: Lawrence Vanner
1: No Larry Larry is better Don't make him sound like he has like a bow tie Larry and... the cable guy Is that the guy who does the Prilosec ads?
0: Get her done. Oh, God. And uh, he traveled with, uh, what's his name from, are you smarter than the fifth grader?
1: Jeff Foxworthy? Yeah. Anyway. There's uh,
0: people talking in the background.
1: That's our landlord.
0: Vanner told police that his common-law wife, Yoon Soon, had suffered from an an emotional break and she was being treated out of state for this break. Um police became suspicious when they ran his prints and found out he was wanted on pro parole violation, so they arrested him on that. Um, so the police were still suspicious because, you know, this guy said she was doing one thing, and then he found out he was on a parole violation. So they went to the couple's home and found a 250-pound pile of cat litter covering Yoon Soon's body. Wait. There was also a bottle of uh, spray deodorant next to it.
1: Wait. Wait.
0: Also, Wait. some stories I saw... Instead, she was mummified in the cat litter. I don't know if you can mummify somebody in cat litter.
1: Wait, 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 wait. Why, why, Is it 200? Wait. Is there poop in it? Is like they're a cat. No,
0: he it's just, just litter. Just uh, bags of litter that he had dumped. I don't know how they estimate 250 pounds.
1: Is it 250 pounds of litter, or is it 250 pounds including I think her? it's
0: 250 pounds of litter. And then That's like on top of her
1: five boxes, though. That's not a whole lot.
0: No, we. I guess yeah. Ours you, is like fifty pounds. If you think about a box ish. of litter, yeah, it's being fifty pounds. It doesn't seem like that much. You but.
1: can't mummify a body just by pouring cat litter on them.
0: Yeah, I. Well, I mean, it's a desiccant, right? So it sucks out moisture and stuff.
1: Um. E- e- yeah, but I don't.
0: Also, Wine and Crime mentioned this at one point in one of their episodes, how you can easily mummify things with, I don't remember what they, it was like baking soda, and you just put it in a container.
1: Or, or um, what's it called? It's that stuff that you pour on vomit?
0: Isn't it also Kettler, basically?
1: Well, no, but it's even stronger than that.
0: Because they use that, like... What cat- if
1: you just, like, poured it down someone's throat?
0: And they'd probably just be pumped. 'Cause like you can use cat litter on like oil spills in your driveway or something.
1: Wait, but what if someone ate it? What if someone ate that stuff you pour on vomit? Would they die from the inside? Would their body just dry out?
0: It's like if you ate an excess amount of excess amount of silica gel that you get in like shoes or whatever. Hmm. Um so obviously police are like well, just not being treated out of state. And they arrest Larry Vanner on second-degree murder, okay. and he's sentenced to 15 years to life. We're just going to jump forward uh, eight years in 2010. Larry Vanner dies of natural causes while he's in prison. Okay. Jump forward another six years, and DNA evidence connected in another state um, connects Larry Vanner to the body of a 2 4 year old girl found in New Hampshire. Wait, in
1: California to New Hampshire? Yeah. In two years? Wait, this was in 2000?
0: 2016, the DNA connects him to yeah. a murder that that police discovered in 2000. Wow. So now, yeah, I started at the end. We're going to go back and go through this guy's life and okay that crime and He's all that dead. stuff. He is now dead, yes. So in 1943, quote unquote, Larry Vanner is born in Colorado as Terry Peter Rasmussen.
1: Rasmussen, that sounds like Rasputin.
0: Also, Peter, P-E-D-E-R.
1: That sounds like a European. Also, Larry Terry. Larry Terry. Like It's like Parks and Rec. Gary. It's the same. Gary, Jerry, Larry. Yep. It's the same name. Um, Between
0: 1954 and 1960, he moved to Arizona as a child. He attended um, high school and elementary school there. Um, He stopped attending high school after his sophomore year and then enlisted in in the Navy in 1961.
1: In the Navy.
0: So you're, what, 16 as a sophomore in high school? Somehow he got into the Navy as a 16-year-old. Probably lied about his age. Huh. So he enlisted in the Navy, is discharged six years later. He then moves to Hawaii to work for his parents.
1: Wait, what? They just have moved to Hawaii by this point?
0: Yeah. Was he
1: honorably discharged? Do you know?
0: I don't know. I just saw that he was discharged. Also, like, it's weird because, like, it says his parents are in Hawaii. And then it's like he moves back with his family to Arizona. So I don't... I guess maybe his parents' business didn't work out in Hawaii. They had to move back. But whatever.
1: There are only so many businesses that work in Hawaii. Spam.
0: Surfboard company.
1: Pineapples. um, Hawaiian shirts. Hawaiian shirts
0: grass hats um while in hawaii he meets his first wife there and he marries her july 20th 1968 Um, in 1969 rasmussen moves back to arizona
1: can we just call him rasputin Mm,
0: no probably shouldn't no (laughs) he's probably as bad as rasputin but i assume i assume he dies much easier than rasputin does
1: your face no, it's just no.
0: Um, so he moved back to Arizona, and he welcomes twin daughters.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah,
0: oh just God. twin girls. He's just like, hello.
1: Welcome! Welcome to
0: Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs>
1: <What>? <laughs> it really took me a hot second to be like, what? He welcomed them. <laughs>
0: I figured that was the easiest way to write it in my notes.
1: I know, I get it. It's just funny. Well, I'll get
0: ready because it's about to happen again. He's
1: gonna welcome somebody else. Nineteen (laughs) seventy. He starts working at the travel agency.
0: Um, his family and him move to Palo Alto, and they welcome a son. (laughs) And then
1: isn't that in California, Palo Alto? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Nineteen seventy-two. They welcome another daughter.
1: He's so welcoming. And
0: he and his wife uh, separate temporarily. Oh, no. I'm not sure what happened there.
1: He's too welcoming.
0: Too welcoming to uh, welcoming twin daughters from the Doubleman Twins. 1973, his family and him move back to Phoenix. In April, Lasmussen is arrested on aggravated assault. Um, his It's speculated but unclear that his wife and kids left him shortly after that arrest.
1: Hey, I just thought of this joke. Can I tell you? Sure. What do you call it? What do you call the capital of Arizona during an eclipse?
0: I don't know. Phoenix something.
1: Is that the capital?
0: Isn't it? What is it? Flagstaff? Or is
1: it Tucson or is it Flagstaff? Uh oh. Okay. What do you call Phoenix during the eclipse? Oh, but it's better. This is not the capital? What do you call. We'll just do, what do you call Phoenix during an eclipse? I don't know. Dark Phoenix.
0: (laughs) Uh, I saw some news article that mentioned, like, uh, Sophie Turner is, like, great as Jean Grey in the new Dark Phoenix trailer.
1: No, it's not great. Nothing about that trailer is great.
0: The first trailer was, second trailer, first trailer was real rough.
1: It was so bad. Why did you make me? It's not the capital, is it?
0: I'm trying to get there. Capital of Arizona, Phoenix. Yes,
1: okay. What do you call the capital of Arizona during the clips? Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. That's a pretty good joke. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry, can you say a bullet over again? I was a in deep ingenious thought.
0: 1973, family moves back to Phoenix. Right. In April of 1973, Rasmussen is arrested on aggravated assault. It's speculated that his wife and kids left him shortly after. It's unclear if they did or not, but... You know, we'll get to the point where she eventually divorces him, but Is it better to call Rasmussen or Terry?
1: I like Rasmussen. It's very fun.
0: It's a longer word for me to say.
1: Yeah, but it's fun. And
0: well, You can
1: call him Terry. Or Jerry.
0: Nineteen seventy five. End of nineteen seventy five, beginning of nineteen seventy six, Rasmussen unexpectedly visits family in Peson.
1: Wait, he unexpectedly visits someone.
0: Well, I man, Don't seven.
1: you know that you're visiting someone?
0: Well, his family is not expecting him. And he oh, shows I up. see,
1: I see, I see. It's not
0: like, I woke up here. Oh, <laughs> no, I guess I'm visiting my parents.
1: What? I'm in my childhood bedroom.
0: Payson's also in Arizona, I believe. Right? Got
1: it. I don't know.
0: Um, he shows up with to visit his family with a un- still unidentified woman. They don't know who she was.
1: Wait, he's not split with his wife yet?
0: She's... They're in their,
1: like, gap? Period. Yeah, they're in their, okay.
0: their gap period. Okay, okay. Um, he told his family that he was living in Texas. Unclear about where he was living in Texas, but they never saw him after that visit.
1: And he was not living in Texas.
0: He was not living in Texas. Right. As far as people know. Right. In well then, two years later, 1978, Rasmussen is working for Brown and Root in Houston. I don't know what that is. I didn't care to look. Oh, so
1: he was living in Texas.
0: Two years later, he was living in Texas. at Got least. It. Um, where company records note that he left for another job for unexplained reasons.
1: This guy is uh, transient.
0: Yes, he is. At some point in the early half of the year, so before June, right? That's six months in. He calls a friend asking for money, and he said he was working for on an oil rig. Probably not true. Wow. in um, September 28th of 1978, he finalizes his divorce with his wife, but it is unclear of where he is actually in the country. Yeah. Um between 1978 and 1979, Rasmussen is working at wombeck Mills in Manchester, New Hampshire, as an electrician. Huh. Under the name of Bob Evans.
1: I have no words.
0: Like he's the, he's the Mac and cheese guy, right?
1: No, he's the potatoes. mashed potatoes man i have no I thought words you were like that. oh my god i have no words
0: originally my bullet in my header for this uh these notes were bob evans
1: <laughs> i ate so much bob evans when i had my tonsils out that stuff is good but like bob evans mashed potatoes and such must have been out by then
0: i mean obviously it's robert evans but no know, no
1: bob it's evans. bob evans all right
0: um, February 1980, Rasmussen is arrested for writing. No, a- Bob Evans. He's <laughs> arrested for writing a bad check.
1: Oh, that's why you said that in the car today.
0: There was a note. I think it did say insufficient funds as the oh. reason for writing the bad check, but okay. I do not recall. May of 1980, he's arrested for theft of services, which was electricity. I think he was somehow stealing electricity from the power company. Oh. October.
1: Maybe if you, like, said that your grid was lower than it was or something. Maybe.
0: October, he's arrested for diverting electric current.
1: What on earth?
0: So I guess your yours is probably right for the May one. Yeah. Lying, and then he actually stole somehow siphoned power from the power grid.
1: I mean, that's smart. Like, I really don't even know how you'd start to do that.
0: Um, on one of those arrest warrants, I was not sure which, he listed an Elizabeth Evans as, like, a spouse or a person of contact does exist people still don't know who that is
1: yeah did um, all the kids go with the mom then
0: yeah oh February oh I already did that one November 1981 Rasmussen and his girlfriend Denise Bowden shortly go missing after Thanksgiving with Bowden's six month year or six month daughter six month old daughter yeah uh, I gone.
1: always say six month year old too yeah it's weird right
0: it is weird thing to look at i
1: always say it
0: march 1984 rasmussen is hired under the name of curtis mayo kimball as an electrician in los alamitos california um he's working as in los alamos as an electrician until may 1985 about a year um by the time that they got to california denise denise was missing and now her daughter was going by lisa
1: denise
0: the denise dawn's Mother. Oh. Denise Bowden. Right. Yeah so he left New Hampshire with Denise Bowden and her daughter and a year later she was out of the picture. She was gone and he still had the daughter but he was now calling her Lisa. Huh. Um, In May 1985 he was arrested on a DUI and then we come back to New Hampshire where a 55 gallon barrel is found by a pair of brothers who are hunting. So November 10th, 1985, near the burned out husk of a store in Bear Brook State Park. I forgot what town this is in New Hampshire, but... A 55-gallon drum containing the bodies of a woman aged between 23 and 33 years old and a young girl aged between 5 and 11 is discovered.
1: Dawn and her mom Denise? No, because... You said they moved to California, but I thought that was maybe another one of his lies.
0: No, Lisa was like Lisa oh. slash Dawn was definitely there, but oh. um, Denise is. Oh, who knows what she is? I
1: thought for sure that was them.
0: Um, both bodies were wrapped in some sort of plastic, possibly a trash bag, and they had died of blunt force trauma.
1: Wait, but you haven't gone. You haven't said anything about him having a relationship with if, with anyone else in New Hampshire to this point, right? No. Okay.
0: Um, the woman was mixed race, white, Native American, uh, brown hair, between five two and five seven. I'm just giving these details because it's still They spoiler. don't have someone. Spoiler. It's still they don't know. Oh. Um. So between five two and five seven, um, she had had some dental work done, and the girl with her, um, showed symptoms of pneumonia, and she was between four three and 4'6. six.
1: Oh.
0: Yep. So, he's in California with Lisa slash Dawn, and Denise is missing. Yeah. Ditched somewhere along the way, probably. Dead. Yeah, January 1986, Rasmussen is working at a holiday host RV park in Scotts Valley, California, under the name Gordon Jensen. Half a year later, in June 1986, Rasmussen abandons Denise Denise's daughter, Dawn, Lisa, with a couple, I guess a, f- a friend of his, and then pieces out he's like here's here's a kid now you have to deal with her
1: fun what a gift
0: um september 1986 police match prints between gordon jensen and curtis um curtis mayo something another alias he had used so they were like figured out that these two people are the same inconsequential ultimately but November 1988 rasmussen is pulled over in san luis Obispo, I always i I've heard this town name so many times. I just can never pronounce it correctly. On uh, he's uh, pulled over under. He gives the name Jerry Mockerman, and he's driving with a stolen ID or a stolen vehicle from ID from uh, Idaho. Despite me writing ID, I've used all these. Oh, uh-huh. this is another
1: GNS situation.
0: Yeah, ID. You know is. Yeah! 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 in march 1989 rasmussen is arrested in california on warrants for child abandonment and sentenced to three years so at least he got you know caught up with that october 1990 rasmussen is paroled and runs the following day so as as soon as he gets out for uh, the child abandonment arrest i'm just realizing he could he got paroled like a year after getting arrested
1: wow he must have been a saint
0: they always are. June 1998, Rasmussen is pulled over in California under the name Larry... Or Larry. Lawrence William Vanner. So Larry Vanner. Mm-hmm. And he's cited for not having a license. And then we'll come to May 9th, 2000. And the police find a second barrel in New Hampshire. Oh. So police, for 15 years, had nothing to go on with this first barrel. So they're out in the same woods looking for more information. And they discover a second barrel, this one containing two young girls um, about, like, 15 yards from the first barrel site. Wow. Both girls died of blunt force trauma. Um, um, police experts believe that the pair, to the four in total, the woman, the girl, and the, these two yep. girls were killed sometime between 1977 and 1985. Wow. Um, so there's two girls in there. The second youngest girl, in terms of, like, all the bodies found... The oldest in this barrel is between the ages of two and four. Oh. She has brown hair and was three eight, and she was related to Rasmussen. What? Daughter, most likely.
1: From who? Just somebody. Who
0: knows? Um, and then the other girl on that same barrel, the youngest of all the, the pair, or I guess the quadruplet.
1: Well, they're not quadruplets. Yeah, it's a mom like... and a kid and two other girls.
0: Yeah, it's just it's a way to reference them i guess Oh, okay Uh, she was between one and three years old she had long brown hair or long blonde or like brown hair and she's between two one and two six all the young victims had like some kind of like gap tooth situation going on i don't know if it's because you're young and you lost teeth um there was also one of the girls had like this medical condition where like it would develop like a severe like overbite or something like that i did not write down the uh the name of the condition and of the three kids and the woman, two of those three kids were related to the woman in some regard, either a wo- like a mother or aunt or cousin. It's they're not really clear of how that they are they were related, but they know for sure that one of the girls was related to Rasmussen. Um, they speculate they may have been locals, and somehow get caught up in this. But um, from there, we jump back to Yun Soon. Um, she meets Larry Vanner, quote-unquote, um, and then ultimately ends up getting murdered by him. Um, so 2017 comes around, and police believe that the Rasmussen is responsible for at least six deaths. Wow. So the four in the barrels, Denise Bowden, who died somewhere along the way between New Hampshire and California, and Soon, it's possible more. He just hasn't got caught for it. Um police also believe that he may have killed the mother of the girl that he was related to in the barrel because hmm. they didn't find any relationship between his daughter and that woman in the barrel so she probably wasn't oh that girl's so mother the
1: mom was the one woman was related to two of them and then the other one was related to him
0: yeah but she was not related to him yeah. got it um fun fact rasmussen did some work for the man that owned that camp store property that could be how he knew about the area and how to move around there. Um, I saw some news stories where, like I mentioned, the first barrel was discovered by a pair of hunters, as what like the police records state. But some sites that I read said that a group of kids found the barrels and like kicked it around until like the pop came, top came off, and they're like, "Those are bodies. We're just gonna leave this be." Hmm. And then the hunter came along and found them. And a uh, last note, it is possible that Rasmussen is related to a murder of a New Hampshire team, team that was found along the highway in Tennessee. Uh, Wait, what? It's possible that Rasmussen killed this New Hampshire team that went missing Oh. Um, back in 84. Elizabeth Lamote had been missing since 1984, um, the end of that year. But she was not reported missing until until 2017, when a renewed like police interest or attempt to drum up interest in the case like started publishing more information and people were like, actually, I haven't heard it from my like cousin or my daughter in 20 years. Why they really had waited, you know, 30 years to report their daughter slash family member missing, whatever. Um, so they brought up the information that like Elizabeth had been missing for 30 years and they ultimately ended up being able to test that body's DNA and found that it was Elizabeth Lamote. It's possible that Elizabeth Lamote could have been Elizabeth Evans that he had listed as a point of contact on a arrest warrant.
1: That's just like an extrapolation.
0: Yeah. It's it's police don't have any evidence there, but it's possible that it could have been this, I guess, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, and she's from New Hampshire.
1: Yeah, but there's a million Elizabeths. Yeah,
0: I know. It's just like a point, a, a new story that kept coming up when I was researching this case that he could have killed this girl also. Hmm. But uh, that's Larry Vanner slash Terry Peter Rasmussen and the uh, Bearbrook murders or the Allenstown Four. What? Allenstown is the town they were discovered in, in New Hampshire. Oh. Because all these four bodies are still unidentified. Really? Yeah, they have no well, idea. Well, it what...
1: was just like a few years ago, though, right?
0: Um, these The second barrel was found in 2000. The first barrel was found in 85.
1: Oh, why did I think it was 2017?
0: Yeah. There so, was a lot of dates. There was a lot of dates oh. going on there. Um, police have tried multiple times to get, like, facial reconstructions out and nobody's picked up on anything. Nobody said like, that looks like my cousin or my sister or something. It's just, they've been unidentified for some of them 30 plus years.
1: That's a bummer. He did a lot. There was a lot. Wow. The guy moved. He did many things.
0: And also like, a thing to note is police artists, like he was related to that one girl. So he probably killed the other three people in these barrels. I mean, it makes sense, right? You don't just like come. You don't come across a barrel in the woods with another dead body and throw your dead, like, daughter in it, right?
1: No, you don't. That is not what you
0: do. That's your dumping grounds, and
1: right. Yeah, I think that's logical. I guess we'll never know for sure, though.
0: Yep. Um.
1: You want to jump right into my story?
0: Voodoo Ranger. Juicy haze IPA. I don't know what it tastes like just yet.
1: Juicy and hazy. Like every other beer these days.
0: 7.5% cuz New England IPAs are in now because people are like, "I want like craft. I don't want to see clear filtered crap. I want
1: Oh, I want
0: haze. I want dirt in it. I want
1: more sediment.
0: I want farm to table. The
1: more hipster.
0: Yep. Yeah, like, back in the day, people just wanted to, like, craft, like, bush and Bud Light. They are like, this is great. I just want shitty European lager in my mouth. But now they want... We're
1: not going to get into that conversation. I already made a, an argument for Bud Light.
0: Now they want a Ugh. juice boost dry hop sour instead of, uh, lager.
1: All right. Okay. You ready for the supernatural?
0: And uh, whatever his name is,
1: Sam, we're going supernatural here. Yeah, we haven't gone supernatural at all.
0: As long as people die, it's okay.
1: Spoiler: It's like semi supernatural, but that's way more supernatural than we have been so far.
0: I guess just as long as there's a death involved, it could be a cat. because Sometimes there are cat ghosts and stuff.
1: Well, this isn't supernatural, supernatural, but you'll see. Anyway, the Richardson family. Lived in Medicine Hat, Alberta, Canada. Our first Canadian story, right? Um, So the Richardsons were a family of four. There was Mark and Deborah, which were the parents. Eight-year-old Jacob. And 12-year-old Jasmine. So just your ordinary, run-of-the-mill Canadian family. They had no issues with each other. Um... Yeah, so nothing really happening, just your ordinary family.
0: Ordinary Canadian family. Yep. Drinking maple syrup and fighting bears.
1: Yep. Like you do. Um, so they're a pretty ordinary family. Just so you know, in my notes, for the most part I call the son Jacob. Half his name was really Jacob Tyler and half of the news articles called him Jacob and half of them called him Tyler, so if someone's like, his name is Tyler, well, okay, some of them were referring to him as Tyler, but. Alright, so that's the Richardsons. So at one o'clock on April 23rd, 2006, a young boy in the neighborhood goes over to play with Jacob, and when he goes over there, he looks in the house after nobody answers, and runs back home saying that he saw the bodies of Mark and Deborah in the house. So then the police are called and they go inside. They find Mark and Deborah dead in the basement and Jacob was dead upstairs. So nobody was alive in the house and the daughter Jasmine was totally missing. So the police freak out, they don't freak out, they're very professional obviously. They're worried that the daughter has been kidnapped, so they send out an Amber Alert to find her. Um, When they're looking around the house, they go into the daughter's bedroom and they find writings and drawings in her room that suggest maybe she wasn't abducted after all, but instead could potentially be a suspect. So they change gears and they start looking for her as a suspect instead of a victim. And the next day, Jasmine Richardson and her 23-year-old boyfriend... How no,
0: old was Jasmine? 12. Nice.
1: Um, yeah. Her 23-year-old boyfriend, Jeremy Steinke... I'm guessing that's how you pronounce that. i call Jeremy Steinke. Yeah, sure. Were arrested with their friend Casey Lancaster in Saskatchewan. On May 23rd, so this is like a week later... Casey was charged with being an accessory. She picked them up and drove them to Saskatchewan and helped them dispose of evidence, but she only got a year of house arrest and was not allowed to partake in drugs and alcohol and that was all that happened with her.
0: No oh, boohoo can't drink as a twelve year old. No Casey. Oh.
1: Casey was just their friend.
0: Gotcha. Yeah.
1: A little bit about Jeremy his upbringing his mom was a an alcoholic and the partner that she had often abused jeremy kids bullied him in school a lot and by the time he was a young teenager he had attempted suicide at least once so he had a pretty tumultuous tumultuous upbringing and wasn't happy overall um so you might be thinking well how does a 12 year 12 year old go about having a boyfriend that's 23 and where where do you how do you make that happen where do you meet the internet no the two of them actually met at a punk rock concert when jasmine went to punk rock concert she dressed kind of goth and when she dressed in this goth fashion she looked older than 12 years old so jeremy thought she was before meeting Jeremy, Jasmine was described as being happy and social, but once she started being involved with him, she totally changed her persona to this goth-type persona. And they both were joined a website called VampireFreaks.com, which, fun fact, still exists. Ah, uh, da, da da VampireFreaks.com! Um, yeah, so they're both members of VampireFreaks.com. They both spoke about the idea of drinking blood. I'm going to refer to Jasmine as JR from now on because... Tolkien. No, J.R. Not J.R.R. jr But...
0: Jolene, Rolene, Roland, Tolkien.
1: Wow, what a name that would be. That's <laughs> like John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. No, uh, she was a, she's a juvenile, so they weren't allowed to post her name for the longest time, so they just called her JR. And it's easier for me to say, so I'm going to call her JR. So, JR's profile picture was a gothic aesthetic with dark makeup, and she was also holding a realistic-looking fake handgun. That was her, her whole look. And I just wanted to tell you a little bit about their profiles. So Jeremy's VampireFreaks.com profile listed his interests as scarification.
0: Do you know if their uh, profiles are still active? No,
1: they're not. They're taken down. His interests were scarification, pain, kinky fetishes, blood, and razor blades.
0: The Scarification, just like scarring Healing,
1: things. yeah. Healing over of cuts. His description of himself was... A gothic individual who believes in blood, destruction, guts, gore, and greed. Am I God's champion or Satan's angel?
0: I don't think Satan so can have angels.
1: Satan is an angel.
0: I don't think he can have angels because he's a fallen angel.
1: Well, but maybe more angels fall. I don't know. I'm not religious.
0: Because, like, when he fell, is it because, like, he was stricken of his wings? or like? No,
1: he fell because he was bad.
0: Yeah, but, like, do they... Fall because, did he fall because they took away his wings? They, he because fell was bad.
1: because he couldn't be an angel anymore. Yeah, you know
0: I'm saying when he fell, did he still have wings or not?
1: Um, I think so. Just, like, not the same. I guess that's why not Satan... Not flying wings.
0: Satan. That's why Satan has, like, bad wings. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, JR's VampireFreaks.com profile said her interests were dark poetry, criminal psychology, blood, kinky shit, and human anatomy. Her description is bisexual, Wiccan, nocturnal, awkward, a deep thinker, and insane. And... (laughs) And she said her idols included Jeffrey Dahmer and Marilyn Manson. For
0: whatever reason, I'm like, Jeffrey Dahmer doesn't exist yet, but he (laughs) totally does, but like 30 years.
1: 2006? Yeah, he's around. Huh?
0: you're gonna knock that over if it's there
1: probably jeremy also fun fact jeremy told people that he believed he was a 300 year old werewolf hence the supernatural element he fully believed this
0: i don't think werewolves existed in canada
1: (laughs) i don't know you got sasquatch and wendigo wendigo he was he believed that he was a 300 year old werewolf he told many of his friends that he loved the taste of blood and had tried it before, and he always wore a small vial of blood around his neck. Whose blood? Who knows?
0: Also, is he like one of the original furries?
1: No, he dressed like a normal human.
0: But but if you believe he's a, he's a werewolf. No, he
1: believes that like he's like a werewolf inside.
0: He's original one of those, that guy that dresses up as a dog at all times.
1: No. Um, the two of them, besides talking on VampireFreaks.com, also communicated via a website called Nexopia. Never heard of it. Jasmine's username was Runaway Devil, and her page on Nexopia had her age as 15, and her ending quote on the page was, Welcome to my tragic end. Um, like good parents... Her parents did not approve of this relationship whatsoever. They knew about it, but they thought that it was really bad since she's 12 and he's 23. So they just kind of tried to like stamp it out as best as they could. They didn't want to restrict her life too much. So they let her keep going to concerts.
0: Like the Canadians. They're like, oh, sorry. We don't want to impede on your life.
1: Well, I, I, I mean, she can develop her music tastes. So they let her keep going to punk concerts, but they had the stipulation that one of them had to be there with her at all times. Very good parenting. Even though her parents really tried to kind of put the, what is it, kabats, kabit, kabits? The Kibosh. kibosh? Kibosh. Kibosh. They tried to put the kibosh on the relationship.
0: Yeah, kibosh, kibosh.
1: I'm really making Jews proud everywhere. Um... So even though they tried to stop the relationship, it started to grow further in secret through their websites and emails. And in one email, JR writes to Jeremy, I have this plan. It starts with me killing them and ends with me living with you. To which Jeremy responds, well, I love your plan, but we need to get a little more creative with like details and stuff. Great combos, you like know. Like, what are we
0: doing after we're getting married? We're going to buy, like, a... Like, our where's ranch the
1: house? honeymoon? Are we going to, like, I don't know, we're a gonna, punk concert?
0: We're going to Reno, Nevada.
1: Yeah. So they talked more about this planned killer parents, and they talked more about being together.
0: At this point, it just implies that she meant parents. Yeah. And family.
1: Yeah. Um... And they also started to blog about these kinds of things. Jeremy blogged on April 3rd, 2006. Payment! My lover's rents are totally unfair. Also, side note, when I had heard the term rents first in middle school or so, I thought people were implying that, like, rents, as in, like, you kind of are paying rent by living there. I didn't know it was short for parents. I was like, why are you calling them rents? That's weird, I don't pay rent. But anyway, my, le- my lover's rents are totally unfair. They say that they really care. They don't know what is going on. They just assume. Their throats I want to slit. They will regret the shit that they have done. Finally, there shall be silence. Their blood shall be payment.
0: He was like really good at like almost like Edgar Allan Poe level until he threw in shit.
1: <laughs> it rhymed with slit. Their throats I want to slit. They will regret the shit they have done.
0: I mean like that's like <laughs> basic poetry. You don't have to rhyme for like good poetry, but
1: <laughs> also like maybe don't talk about slitting someone's throats on it, online, you know? I don't know.
0: It's Canada. They're gonna be like, what are you gonna do?
1: They're gonna be like, Whoa, nobody thinks negative thoughts in Canada. This is a flag. This is like a terrorist alert.
0: And they're gonna then they're gonna be like, Oh, JK and be like, Oh, sorry.
1: No. Um, we make fun, but we flip and love Canada, like good Americans do.
0: Because you have like better health care and not
1: uh not Trump.
0: Terrible demon president. Not Trump. an Oompa
1: Loompa. No, Oompa Loompas are better. Um bum um, um, um. JR also told her friends about the plan to kill her parents, but they were all like, oh, Jasmine, that's hilarious. Like, so cool you have a twenty three year old boyfriend. But they didn't believe her, of
0: course. Well, see, like, do we know what her boyfriend was doing? She'd oh, you know,
1: home? just living. Nothing, Existing. Really. Yep, existing as a 23-year-old. I mean, dating it, a 12-year-old.
0: It's fine if you're going to be homeless in Canada. you got like, I'm sick, I'm just going to go into the hospital. will be like, yeah, sure, whatever, buddy.
1: Yeah. Also, the two love the 1994 film Natural Born Killers. Have you heard of it?
0: I've heard of it, I've never seen it.
1: I've never heard of it. But I looked it up. Um,
0: Let's get on Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb. It's
1: actually a really popular movie. Um, so the plot between uh, the plot for Natural Born Killers is that there are two victims of childhood traumas that eventually become lovers and mass murderers, and they go around as a couple killing people. And in the film, they're glorified by the media. They become like superstars practically it's this huge deal. Um, So they loved it. Jeremy believed that it was the best love story of all time. But he... They both love it. Um, Also, it was actually... It was voted the 8th most controversial film in history. In 2006. By Entertainment Weekly. Um, And then the two of them actually watched that movie the night before Jasmine's family dies. So... Um, On April 22nd, the two meet up. They watch Natural Born Killers. They think it's super romantic. They're 12 and 23, which is really disgusting. Do we
0: know whose house?
1: No. I'm assuming probably not hers. (laughs) Because, like, she's got an 8-year-old brother and parents who, like, hate this guy.
0: What you watching? Nothing. This movie about killers. You know. Oh, is your 23-year-old boyfriend up there? Yep.
1: Yep. Um... Then on April twenty third, Jeremy decides to have a an alcohol, ecstasy, cocaine, and marijuana cocktail.
0: Downer, upper,
1: upper, upper, downer,
0: downer. So you're fine. You're neutral. You're neutral,
1: but you also have like four drugs in your system.
0: So like you cocaine makes you hype, ecstasy makes you want to like chill out. Marijuana. No, ecstasy is hype. But it's also like, oh like,, oh, this is what so good. I don't I
1: don't know for I really actually don't know. But, okay, so he's got a ton of drugs in his system. Uh, so he has this huge just drug situation going on through his body, and he breaks in through a basement window in Jasmine's house and attacks her mother, Deborah, and then hearing the commotion. Mark, the father, comes running down, and Jeremy then attacks him. Deborah was killed by uh, stab wounds. She was stabbed at least twelve times, and one of the stab wounds was twelve centimeters deep. Um, yeah. So she's stabbed twelve times, one of which is extremely deep. Mark fights back, and he the only thing he has with him is a screwdriver. I mean they're in the basement. So he's fighting back, but unfortunately he was stabbed 24 times, including 9 times in the back.
0: I mean at this point they're also like aware of like who this person is.
1: Well, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they were both kind of
0: They met they've met the Oh, yeah. a couple yep. times.
1: Mm-hmm. Or I've at least seen his picture on the profiles and everything like that. So yeah. 8-year-old Jacob was found upstairs in his bedroom, like I said, and he was stabbed five times and had his throat completely slit. He was found laying on his floor with blood splattered all over his toys. When the two of them got arrested, Jeremy admitted to the murder of the parents while talking to an undercover police officer and neither of them admitted to killing the brother. It turns out later that Jasmine did kill her brother and she said she did it so that he wouldn't live without parents but the jury kind of thought that was a bunch of bullshit and so she... Can't have any Batman situations. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Jacob would have been Batman. So eventually it comes out that Jasmine killed her brother. Um, Under when he was being tried, Jeremy said that the father's last words were him asking over and over why he was doing this to them, and he said, it's what your daughter wanted. So that's pretty sad um, to have as your last things that you hear, is that your daughter wanted this. Um, And that, and Jeremy said that he and Jasmine had gutted all of the victims like fish. So, Really cute, great, wonderful stuff. Um, Shortly after being arrested, Jeremy asked JR to marry him. Of course. She says yes. So that's fun. 12 years old. You know, ready to get married. When JR's trial started, she kind of gave up this goth persona entirely. But for trial to, like, appeal to the jury and everything, she started dressing like this like
0: Prim and ch- proper.
1: church going sort of thing with her cardigans and blouses and
0: On the advice of her counsel, probably.
1: Probably. Um and she said on the stand that she was kidding about killing her parents and figured that Jeremy would know that thats sh- that she was kid- kidding about it. But the jury was super unconvinced and said that it wasn't just Jeremy going around blitz, blitz attacking everybody and that she had a huge part in it. So after a three-month trial, Jr. was found guilty of three counts of first-degree murder and was given the maximum sentence for a youth, which was 10 years split between custody and supervised release. And um Vice did this interesting article about it where they got into a lot of dialogue with the the police officers that showed up at the scene and responded and saw the bodies and saw JR on the stands and everything like that and one of them was like at first i was so angry like this little like this girl should never walk free she killed three people this is ridiculous 10 years is not fair and then and he was like and it's changed the police department entirely nobody forgets this it's not something that has like ever happened before and we all live with it sometimes we just like figure out times to just go through what we felt that day when we found everybody apparently and understandably they were all very shaken when they found the little boy with his blood all over his toys and everything like that but
0: Especially coming from a country that doesn't experience right. violence in the not way that nearly, does. Yeah,
1: not nearly as much. Um, but then the police officer continued on being like, and then as time went on, I realized more and more that this girl was also 12 years old and maybe shouldn't be doomed to prison for the rest of her life and could have a chance at fixing herself and moving on. Like, her brain is super not fully formed. Uh And he was like, and the more I thought about it, the more I thought that it was fair what happened. Um, Her sentencing came with an order for intensive rehabilitation custody and supervision, IRCS, which is a program for young offenders in Canada who have been convicted of crimes and also suffer from mental illness. So they put her into that category so she had a bunch of rehab that she was going through. Um and then a year after the murders, Jeremy was convicted of three counts of first-degree murder and he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole for the first 25 years. Um like I mentioned this this murder took th- these murders took place in 2006 and we're in 2019 now. And she only got ten years, so in the last few years of her sentence, jr. had a looser custody. she had no curfew. she was taking tons of classes at a local university university she was taking classes at a local university and she was doing really well in terms of her rehabilitation in 2012 she expressed serious remorse for her crimes and the people that were listening to her and um had been talking to her, found these to be extremely genuine. She was having a really hard time working through it, but she was getting there. Um, and then in May, on May 6, 2016, she was released to live a normal life. Also, by the law in at least this area, if she doesn't commit any crimes for five years after her release, so by 2021... If she hasn't committed any other crimes, the murders are completely wiped from her past.
0: Probably not great. I mean, yes, she was a minor, but she still had a hand in a triple murder.
1: Yes, she slit her brother's throat.
0: It's, it's like, on the one hand, you don't want that following you for life, because you're a minor, like you're 12 years old or whatever, but also you still killed Yeah. A person. You
1: also have to think, like, yeah, I agree with that. But what would a 12-year-old do to get the attention of some older guy, right? No, I would never kill someone to get a boyfriend, right? But there are a lot of, like, it's hard being a young person. And if some 23-year-old guy who you think is cool is into you, and he's, like, into all this other stuff, and you start adapting yourself to fit what he wants... I think you could definitely change and move on from that and realize what has happened.
0: Yeah, but I mean at some point do you argue that he's influencing her or is like at what point do you yeah. have to like say she knew what she was doing? She knew at 12 years old do you know murder is I wrong? I know.
1: I know. I know. I don't know. It's tricky. Um I think okay, if I had to if I were the Grand Marshal of Deciding Punishments of Canada. You know.
0: Up on a horse in your a real, red jacket. It's a
1: real title. I think I would keep it on her record, but definitely the sentence I think is right. And I think that she could definitely be re- rehabilitated. Yeah,
0: I mean, you say like... I
1: would keep it on her record.
0: Say she served time in prison. Don't say what for, yeah, necessarily. Yeah, exactly.
1: But... Yeah, I would say, yes, she was in prison as a like a juvenile. Period. End of sentence.
0: That's usually how it is for juvenile offenders, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and
1: then yeah, and you can't open that up unless you like get some sort of court order that opens it up. Yeah, I don't think it should be completely erased, but I think she could definitely have a chance. And she tried hard, you know, she got a degree in I don't I don't know. I don't know. Um, my last couple of notes are Jeremy has since changed his name to Jackson May. Fun fact. Like, changing his name is really going to help. He's going to live with that record forever.
0: People know what his name is, so he didn't work that
1: well. <laughs> yeah. And Jasmine is the youngest person ever committed of multiple murders in Canada.
0: Despite only having committed one.
1: Well, She got charged for th- three counts.
0: One degree of... Or three one. counts
1: of first degree murder.
0: Oh gonna say one count of first degree and like no nope, three two counts, counts of first degree. two counts of second or something
1: yep they both got three counts of first degree so that's a medicine hat richardson family murders Pretty fun sad. fact
0: um i only know remember two of the names but two out of the three camps at the scout camp that i went to one of them was named medicine bow
1: That's not medicine hat.
0: Yeah, but it's still medicine something.
1: Mm. Cool. The other
0: one was three point. And after that, I don't remember what the third one was.
1: Neat. So, so yeah, strange things. Folks at it. We were both at the bar and you didn't hear this, but I heard this because I've got bat ears. Um, So the bartender was chit chatting with the people around us. The hard R. Yeah, this is the same guy that said the R word. And I heard him tell them, like, you know, things he's good at in life. So he says, he's talking about his job as a bartender. He says, I hate talking to people, but I have to. I'm much better at hula hooping and sex, but that doesn't pay well.
0: I would imagine that porn, you know, sex for money pays pretty well. Or or prostitution.
1: Do you think that there's a porn for hula hooping?
0: I'm sure there's a porn where there's a girl on top or a guy.
1: No. It's not a hula hooping porno. It
0: probably has to be a girl because just the mechanics of.
1: Alright, alright. We have
0: sensitive ears. Yes. Um, there's no Where there's somebody on top and they're th- just hula hooping. There's
1: no film with. With hula hoop bang. I'll
0: do it right right no, after we end no, this. No, 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 no. You'll you watch no, it. No,
1: no, no, Alex. <sighs> no. Yeah. But it also, like, maybe don't broadcast that you don't like what you're doing when you're trying to.
0: I don't. Know, I mean, he he didn't say he doesn't like making. I don't making like pranks. talking.
1: Oh, okay. But bartending, half of it was is talking. I think.
0: I mean. Some senses, yes, yeah. some senses, just like, I'm here to make drinks and be like, look at me, I'm flipping bottles and doing no, all this wacky shit. No, but they don't shit.
1: flip bottles at that bar.
0: And But I mean, unless you're at like a dive bar, you don't expect the bartender to talk to you. Or if you're the only person at the bar, you don't expect the bartender to talk to you. And I do. It's usually like, what are you getting?
1: No, I expect convo.
0: What I mean, how much conversation though? Like, how are you doing? How, you, what do you want to get a drink? I chit chat. How's your day going?
1: It is an interesting. Uh, it's
0: not like you enjoy your job kind of thing.
1: It's an interesting grouping, hula hooping and sex. So, it's just an interesting thing. It's strange, if you will. It's a weird sentence. And also, like, I don't know how many cities you'd go to where the bartender brings up hula hooping. Seems like a pretty Ithaca thing.
0: Mm, Ithaca. Portland.
1: Well, okay, yeah, that kind of community. I mean, it's an int- it's fun. It's fun when you go to the bar and people are talking about sex and hula hooping all in one sentence. So the spiel. Hey, hey you. You like our podcast? Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sad Tales Podcast. Send us emails, suggestions, comments, love, etc.
0: Other things you, strange things you overhear.
1: At podcast at gmail.com.
0: we love reviews on iTunes and other sites that accept reviews. Tell your friends and family and scream from the rooftops if you're one of those people that does do eccentric things like that
1: yeah please let someone know and keep on listening to us
0: all right all right all right
1: so we will see you next week for episode eight crazy eight it's gonna be crazy